You want cash. You want to get stuff done. So what do you do? You buy 5-Hour Energy, of course. You upload the receipt to 5hewin.com, then find out if you instantly won $10, $100, or even $1,000. Then you drink that 5-Hour Energy and cut through your to-do list like a hot knife through butter. 5-Hour Energy, the official sponsor of getting stuff done. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 and a legal resident of the U.S. Ends June 30th, 2021. For rules, visit 5hewin.com slash rules. Void where prohibited. Message and data rates may apply. More than tangles and angles, the only way to wrangle the never-ending yearning for learning is creating what's next imagined on your XPS. Get into your universe at dell.com slash XPS. Verify for exceptional experiences with Intel Evo Platform. another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Becky, Tyler, and Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. What's really good, guys? I got a lot of great news to share with you guys this week. This week, I done went and got my family a dog. We got a fucking Great Dane. It's three years old, and it's fucking huge. Love the dog, love the dog. What'd you name it? Well, his name was Reddy Mason. We didn't want to change it. Uh, he was a former co-worker. He just didn't have the room for him. So I was like, hey, we'll take him off your hand. So I went over there to check the dog out. It was very calm, very cool, very big and beautiful. So just really lucky to have nice, him, ready to nice, give him nice. all the love that seven women and one tired New Yorker can give him. So we're very, <laughs> very excited to have Mason as a part oh of the family. Oh my God. Great Danes poop the size of somebody's face. It's going to be ridiculous. Yes, and he passes gas. <laughs> and when he passes gas, it is the absolute worse like i was like oh my god i, I, I think he crapped in the room and so we're, we're tearing up the room for like 15 minutes like where did he crap like, oh sap he just farted and it's like is that bad <laughs> and he jumps all over the couch and he like sits on me like he's not 100 pounds <laughs> all dogs that are really That's big funny. think they're lap dogs my friend has a pit bull who i swear thinks that he's like a five pound pomeranian but all she does is literally like plop her 100 pound ass right on top of you and you're like get off it hurts. Facts. And that thing just steamrolls through food. But, but, you know, I just feel really lucky to have him. Uh, real happy to have him as a part of the family. Really wanted a boy. And when I, and he, he does nothing but roll with me all day. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump, into the, and, and jump into this episode. Episode 4, Season 34, The Challenge, War of the Worlds 2, was a complete shit show from top to bottom. i never seen so much just reckless bitching going all the way around it's fucking ridiculous let's go ahead and jump into the episode so we start off everybody is coming in from the from the last elimination and the first thing Loru does is press kyle for information and kyle being the stand-up gentleman that he is <laughs> spills the beans that he knows everybody who's working with west <laughs> now this puts into motion the theme for the whole episode and that theme is that mainly bananas leroy and Loru are going to clean up the mess that was Team West. They are going to just, anybody who is working with West is going to get cleaned up. So they're going to be the cleanup men. They're going to be the cleanup team, and they're going to knock everybody else out. What do you think of that strategy 
of Team U.S. turning on itself to take out half of the team that was working with Wes. Tyler, kick it off. Uh, well, um, I don't think it's very smart because everybody that was on Team West is probably your best bet to win a final because that's everybody that's athletes and in shape. Um, I do get it, though, wanting to separate yourself. Uh, I, I just think this whole season, Team USA has been sloppy from the beginning, and it's just all too soon. Absolutely. Becky? Uh, it's very old school challenge mentality uh, to get rid of your enemies as you perceive it and or as way back in the day what ct would say is trim the fat but the people that they're trying to trim as tyler says are not fat they are valuable assets to their team yeah it's exactly what becky said it's basically who wants to make the shot first and it's although this is a team game it's not really a team game it's not they're not acting like a team game because at the end of the day if your team is out to get you out you're not going to make it to that final so you got to do what's best for your own individual game so you can make it to whichever team, whether it's UK or US, to get to that final. That's a very astute observation, like father, like son. Now, one of the first things Loru did was approach Kyle for the information. Now, Kyle and Bananas have always been cool. Now, do you guys think that Loru went after Kyle mainly because he's an enemy of Kara and Polly? Becky. I really do think that that's what his end, what her end goal is, as she knows very well. Oh, well, anyway, both of their end goals are there. Kyle hates Kara. Laurel hates Kara. Everybody knows that has ears and eyeballs knows that everybody who hates her. So obviously, enemy and my enemy is my best friend. I mean, yeah, I agree. Because in this game, more majority of alliances are formed with a common enemy. And that's how you gain numbers. So if you see someone, where, you know what, Kyle's going after Kara, so might as well link up with Kyle, help him take out Kara, and then we could go our own separate ways. Or if we build a trust within each other, then that forms a greater alliance. All right, Tyler. Is Loru and Kyle getting together mainly a shot at Kara and Polly? Uh, it, it appears that way. It, it makes sense, uh, you know, to go to Kyle, like everybody else is saying. It, it, it really seems like that relationship is never going to be fixed. And instead of trying to sit around with something uncomfortable around, you know, in the room, Kara and Laura are just going to try and get each other out at any moment. All right, so let's go ahead and move into the daily. Today's daily is going to be called Relic Runner. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. One team has to transfer these huge relics up a hill, and the other, and the other team is going to have to bomb them. Uh, they got slingshots and a water hose and, uh, you know, the big fucking gerbil ball to roll themselves, <laughs> to roll actually one of the teammates downhill. Everybody is responsible for two relics, and if they drop it, they got to go all the way to the bottom and start over. This is going to be a female elimination. Team UK goes first. They get up pretty easy. They got a solid team. They protect the girls. Now, before Team US goes up, it's revealed to us that Bananas and Loru is going to throw the challenge. Now, I absolutely fucking hate when people throw challenges. It is just, I'm all for sportsmanship, and people throwing challenges it's some fucking bullshit. Now, Bananas, this is your daddy who decides he's going to throw a challenge so he can start working on his plan of cleaning up everything that is Team West. What do you have to say for that? For, for the f uh, I don't have a problem, really, with throwing challenges. Of course you don't. Benefit your game. No, it's the difference between throwing challenges and quitting challenges. Quitting challenges means you're giving absolutely no effort and you don't give a shit about yourself or your team's faith in the game. By throwing a challenge, you're using a strategic you know, advancement, trying to help your individual game. If you see your individual game succeeding, 
by you not winning a certain challenge, then that's what you got to do. But by you quitting, like what I actually did, that's what gets annoying because you can easily oh, no. help your team no, no, no. win. You are not about to put this wow. on Ashley. Ashley was there. Ashley was there to compete. She was there to fuck some shit up. Bananas went out of his way, and, and I'm not gonna lie, that was pretty smart because he took some of the pressure off from from himself, put it on Ashley. But he got called out for that shit fucking immediately. Tyler, how do you feel about people throwing these challenges? I'm with you on this. I do not like it when people throw challenges. Mainly for the thought of, I'm there to watch two teams compete. I also don't like it when it's done so poorly. There's been times in the past, and <laughs> you can just pull back any team challenge that, you know, teams have thrown it. Johnny Bananas has not done this one time. Laurel hasn't done this one time. They've done this numerous times throughout their career. Now, I do understand Antonio's point where if it plays in your strategy, I get why they did it. I get why they did it. It makes sense why they did it. I just think it was pointless to do this early on. I agree. It really just puts a huge target on your back, as if the target wasn't already huge with going after Wes. If they thought that they were being subtle, they were failing epically at being subtle at throwing this whole thing. Because the way Laurel was playing, that's not her top game. This is one of the most elite players acting like she can't run up a hill. See, Antonio... The biggest problem I have is that this move benefited nobody but Bananas. It didn't benefit Team US. It didn't even benefit his alliance. It only benefited him. And the risk was way more than the reward could have been on, on, on any level. I wouldn't say just him. I think it clearly benefits his alliance. And you guys didn't hate me from what I'm about to say. I hate you already. <laughs> I know. Well, but I think Cam fans <laughs> to, take a, to take notes. I consider this a power move because you aren't willing you're risking your own game in order to take out the game's biggest alliance and they're clearly doing it by you giving up the challenge you're if all things fell in the right hands you're having either kara ninja cam or ashley going at least two of them going up against each other if that happens i think bananas laurel josh their alliance has the numbers to take over team us because they would have the majority you know what I, because, because you said it that way, that actually does make sense. I, I see where you're coming from. There is absolutely no way that this can backfire on the two people who threw the challenge, Laurel and Bananas. I'm sure that this move is going to carry them both right, well, very far into the game. Only time could tell. In a perfect world, Kyle um, gets the tribunal on Team UK, which I'm assuming they thought would have happened because they thought votes would happen the other way. And if that happens, Kara definitely goes in. And I'm sure as hell, Kyle would have voted in someone that aligned with Kara, like Cam or Ashley. If Kyle's in there, that's, the, that's a power move, easily. That's the, they're making a statement saying, you know what? My alliance is going forward, and that's it. Yes, it backfired, but it was still a power move where they took the risk. And, you know, when you take risk, you lose some. And they lost this one. You know, I definitely and see... And it's going to bite them in the ass. I definitely see what you're saying. Uh, Johnny Bananas was doing his best cam impression by pulling a power move that doesn't work out. <laughs> no, but Johnny didn't go after rookies. So he went after, he went after what, good actual veterans, not two rookies that have nothing to prove themselves Karma for. Karma Maria uh, just popped her head right up and shoved it, shoved her foot right up Bananas' ass. All right, moving on. I mean, she did nothing for his game, so I wouldn't really say that. Maybe Laurel's ass, not his. So, <clears throat> after Team U.S., Get, get, gets defeated in shame, they began to completely fall apart. Uh, they began turning on each other. Nani and, and Paulie gets into it. It's a whole bunch of bitching, screaming, and yelling. 
Ashley ends up quitting, throwing a fit, which was 100% fully justified. She was justified in her frustration. And even though I don't agree with her quitting, you can't really put that on her because we all know who that was on. It comes down to Team UK having to pick who's going to go into tribunal. Kyle votes for himself, but Georgia doesn't let him get away with it so fast. She throws herself into the mix and it comes down to a vote. And we've seen a very frustrated TJ get so upset at all of the, the, the whining and bickering and bitching. He actually tells the, the challengers to shut the fuck up, which had me in fucking tears. So it all came down to a vote. It ends up being CT, who has to be the tiebreaker. And CT votes DN over Kyle, which means the power move that Bananas and Laurel was trying to pull off has a pretty big fucking roadblock in the way. It's not a death nail, but it's not, it's not exactly the main thing they were looking for. D, being the queen that she is, she says that she's going to take the last two people who is elimination into the tribunal with Idris and Georgia. And, and That's how it should go. Huh? That's how it should go. That's a respectful move. That is a very respe re re respectful mm. move. How do you guys feel about that? How do you guys feel about D taking in the people who went into elimination? Is it respectful? Yes. But is it smart? Tyler? Uh, no. Um, the re here's why I think it's no. Um, what I think she should have done is just pull in one alliance member from herself and the one person that's against her. You know, this is a great way if you have that power to see where everybody else is going to vote and you can kind of just like show your whole team like, see, they're not with us. They're voting against us. And you can kind of expose somebody in that factor that's not in your alliance. I do understand doing that, but she's going to take the last two eliminations. How come Bear wasn't in there? I mean... And thinking of it in both ways, I think she really did bring people that she was semi-close to. Horace maybe had conversations with Idris and, of course, Georgia, who did last season with her, who she probably thought would vote with her to assist whatever prerogative or whatever she wanted to do at the end of the day. Uh, I, I think she used it as an excuse because, yeah, that's true. Why wasn't Bear put in? Because he was just in an elimination. But, yeah, I think she did it very purposefully in a way to have votes on her side. It's fucking stupid. She should have picked two people who going to be on her side so everything could go exactly the way she wanted it to go. I mean, it happened anyway. Does it matter? No, guess not. Let's go ahead and move on to the nominations. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's Most Dangerous Podcast. If you thought you had to travel far to savor the Pad Thai of Bangkok, or to taste the pastries of Paris, take another look. With two times total points at grocery stores, your same kitchen can come with more cuisines. Sapphire Preferred from Chase? Make more of what's yours. Valor up to $1,000 in purchases per month from November 1st, 2020 to April 30th, 2021. Account subject to credit approval. Card issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg. 
and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. So Team UK gets to sit in on Team US nomination for the first time this season. And <laughs> I mean, you think this show was a shit show up until this point where it just it just completely implodes on Team US and everything goes out of control. Cora calls out Laurel. Laurel calls out everybody who she perceives to be Team West. Uh, she definitely named names. Polly gets involved. Bananas wants everybody to put everything on the table. And for some reason, Bananas just loves to keep reminding Team US how they are not, in fact, a team. And he's, he's really, it, it's 100% facts. And, and this is where you see some of uh, Bananas' best politicking. So when it comes down to the vote, Ninja gets a lot of votes and she's completely blindsided. She's going in. You could tell that she's hurt and she's disgusted by the way Team US has played. I was also, I did not like how they did Ninja Natalie. I think she deserves so much better. She shouldn't have gone in, even though I do understand why. She's the newest one on the team. We all know how this goes. But I think she was done dirty and she was done fucked up. Becky, how you feel? I think that by their mindset, she was expendable. She, though is a very strong female, is not as well connected, especially in the given alliance that they were going against. Pulling Kara or Ashley, there would have been a lot more of a division. So I think she was an easy way out. I think they really did her dirty. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm not surprised because they're going to use whatever excuse they can to try and chip it away at Polly and Kara's friends. Um, I think they really only had two choices. It was either Ninja or Ashley based on performance because they both dropped a relic. And Ninja was the only one that truly dropped it because, you know, Ashley got popped up them too. And I think voting in Ninja is smart for the Banana Alliance is because Ninja and Pauly were partners last season. So their friendship is probably stronger than Ashley, who, from what we know of in past seasons, can't stand Kara. So if you can think, you know, maybe we can keep Ashley on the side, maybe convince her next few days to join our side to go against them that's more doable than bringing over natalie so that's why it's an it was an easy choice Uh, it's it's crazy because when you think of all the females on the team who would be the best to help you out in any situation ninja should go at the top of the list she's good at everything however she seems to kind of struggle in some of these daily challenges i get it from the aspect if they were voting her in because she was a rookie I don't think they did it the right way. I do think they did it dirty. Um, I, for some reason, Team USA wants to try and blindside everybody. And I think it's, I just think it's foolish at this point. The only one that's not really playing foolish on U- Team US, I think, is Bananas, Laurel, and Josh because they made a statement. Everyone else is still trying to, trying to hide behind that, oh, we didn't make any alliances. But if you really think about it, everyone has an alliance with someone. It, everyone has a secret alliance. You talk to someone, it's clear. No one goes in there having no alliance members at all. That's if you're doing that, I mean, and you make it far in this game, you deserve all the props in the world for doing that. And if you say the reason why everyone's mad at each other on Team US is because no one's playing an honest game, and they and the people that say they're playing an honest game and are playing for Team US, they're not really doing that. Okay, sounds just like that. I was gonna say, hold on, you expect people to go in there and announce to everybody hey, I'm working with so-and-so. No, that's not how an alliance works. And number one, 
who does anyone who does that is stupid. It's like Corey walking around saying, I'm going to eliminate all y'all and you're all on my hit list. So before we get into this elimination and the vote, let's go ahead and get into some of this house drama. One of the things that definitely caught us eyes was Queen Cam pressing Laurel. Um, what do you make of this exchange between Laurel and Cam? Who do you feel like won this one? Tyler? Uh, I don't know, like a push? It's like a push right here because I don't know if anybody really won because every time Laurel said anything, she just was kind of looking to the room for approval, like somebody please back me up on this. And it didn't seem to phase Cam at all. And the more Cam came at Laurel, Laurel just kind of got louder and louder and clapped back and everything. Uh, I don't think anybody really won this exchange. I, I think it, I just think, and I keep saying this, it's foolish of how Team USA is playing this game. Laurel is not being smart about this by just making it known that she's going after Cam. Uh, it's the same thing, you know, what Becky just said with, with, you know, Corey in the past and everything. Cam, whether or not you like her, um, she is a good player in this game. So calling her out to her face in front of everybody, I just don't think it's smart. Mm. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the man of the hour, the person who's been running this game from behind the scenes. The, the person who should have been number one, the greatest person to ever play this game, and really just the leader of this new era of challengers. Let's talk about Josh. So <laughs> Josh has been fancying Georgia, and Georgia um, went and fucked beer for it. So, you know, uh, the love of Josh's life is uh, fucking some other guy. Good for him. Um, he doesn't care. How do you guys... And Georgia told him, he was like, sure. Now, <laughs> Josh has been making some pretty dumb moves. Um, I don't think anybody here really agrees with the way how he plays the, um, a very scared game. What do you guys feel like Josh has to do to break out of this, you know, uh, bananas, mind control, Georgia vagina control that he's not touching that's going on with Josh? Because he's not fucking either bananas or Georgia, but they're both kind of fucking him. So what does he have to do to break out of this? I honestly think he is playing the game too emotionally as as strange as that comes off when you think about it, because in the end, this game is very emotional. It's very mental uh, on top of the physicality of it. And I think it's really kind of getting to him. He needs to take a step back and really start to think logically. And instead of like moving straight on his emotions on, I don't think this and they're trying to make me feel too, they're, they're trying to attack me for being emotional. Well, if they are attacking you for being emotional, is because you're kind of being emotional. So kind of take it back and start using your brain. All right. Um, so I honestly don't think he can. Um, and I know some of you guys aren't going to like hearing this because you guys are super banana fans and everything. But being aligned with bananas is like getting caught in quicksand. Like, it might seem fun for one second, but eventually you're going to get thrown to the wolves. You're going to be used as, you know, sacrifice and you're trapped because if you turn away from bananas, you're going in right away. But if you stay with bananas and you're not Leroy, you're going into elimination sooner rather than later. As it comes to Georgia, she's going to string along any guy she wants because she's a single girl and she's in her 20s. And she understands that at any moment she could have Josh and he's friend zoned right now and he's going to be stuck. So he, he can't, in my opinion, he can't. I don't think that he can't. I just think he doesn't want to. I think he likes playing the middle game because he's looking at CT on team UK and he's seeing how he's in the middle. Josh is in the middle because he's friends with Paulie, who I think is now that Wes has gone the leader of that alliance. 
and he's now getting friendly with Bananas and Laurel. So he's not really, he made an enemy by sending Wes in, but Laurel's taking the credit for it. So that's really much taking the tension off Josh, and he's now able to lay low again, in a way, and just fly under the radar, but he's also keeping his name safe because he's voting his own way still, and he's doing what he has to do. So let's move on to some of the absolute worst politicking I have ever seen by one of the best players in the game and the worst politicians ever. And that's Laurel and her fucking notebook. I hate that fucking notebook every time it makes an appearance. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that notebook is like walk is like Omar walking around with a trench coat and a fucking shotgun. Laurel coming, Laurel coming. She walks around and she's just the worst politician ever in the world. What did you make of Laurel's campaign? Uh, she was obviously aiming for the uh, Cora Cam Ninja Ashley on the menu, and she, and she just was just running around politicking. What do you guys make of Laurel's politics during this episode? Well, as much as you don't like it, it worked. Uh, she got Ashley on her side. You know, she, she tried making a point, and she went after the weakest person mentally um, on her list, which is Ashley. And she knew that if she talked to her enough and convinced her, she can get Ashley to flop over. And it ends up paying off for her. Uh, I think it's, you know, a really risky move because if Ashley says, screw off, then Laurel's stuck. I don't really like Laurel's political game, I think, especially for this season. I think her strategy is more beneficial if it was a strictly individual game because her main thing is how she's intimidating. Because if you send Laurel and you know she's 95% chance she's going to come back and gun after you. In this situation, it's a team game, really. You, the odds of you sending in your own team aren't as high. We've seen it once already, but the odds of that happening again, who knows? But if it was an individual game, then it could always happen. So I don't really think, if she would have won today, I don't really think she could really stick with that strategy for as long as she wanted to. Uh the damn book and the way she just flitted it around was just so annoying because she's doing it on purpose. And she really is like, look, I have all these people on my side and all these people and I'm going to crush you. So, I mean, I think Ashley had no chance. I think honestly, she was definitely intimidated as I think anybody that's not named Cam or Kara would be uh, because Laurel is a very intimidating person in person let's go ahead and move into the proven grounds now this is going to be very interesting the challenges arrive and these motherfuckers are pretty much climbing a tree and ninja natalie is in it now come on come the fuck on this is engineered for somebody exactly like Ninja. Now, they had eliminations like this before, but for this elimination to come out against a Ninja going against a Laurel, come on. Is it fixing on this? I think so. I think everyone really hyping up the whole Ninja Natalie thing, and I think once production said, oh, Ninja Natalie's in her is an elimination, let's, let's help her out. And then, because I really think production is like, you know what? We're going to have a good one regardless. It's going to be Kara or Laurel, and we want a good elimination. And they both know both those girls can do it, and it will give Natalie a common ground, pretty much, or an advantage against the two of them who prove have been, who've proven to be good eliminations will definitely be, be great TV. I don't think it's really fixing, because, I mean, here's the thing. If it was pole wrestle, 
everybody would be like, oh, it was engineered for Laurel to win because she's twice the size of, you know, the only way, the only way, the only way this could not have been fixed is if it was like a wheel of whatever could happen. At the end of the day, I think that they did even the playing ground, but I don't think it was one of those things that was like intentional. Well, well, the thing is, at the time, they didn't know who she was going to be facing, but they knew that Ninja was going in. And it seems like this elimination was definitely set up for her to win, no matter who she, who she was going against. Tyler, what do you think? Uh, the little kid in me wants to believe that nothing is fixed, you know? Um, uh, pro wrestling, no. You know, cartoons, nothing. Ev- nothing's fixed. <laughs> Everything is happening live and random. That's what I want to believe. Even football's fixed. Even football. Um, I don't know if I would say this is actually rigged, though, because, yes, she is an American Ninja Warrior. She she climbs things. This wasn't necessarily about climbing, though. This had more to do with, like, endurance and strategy. Because, like she was saying, you could carry up a couple of them and go fast or carry up more of them and go slower. You know, so it wasn't just climb up, ring the bell. If that was the challenge, then, yes, it's rigged. But, I mean, there are more challengers to get eliminations catered to them. Like Leroy, for example, who's only ever done physical eliminations ever. That was basically her. She was basically climbing twice as fast as Laurel was. Smoked her. Smoked smoked the shit out of her. It was hilarious. Ninja Natalie. So, I mean, all right, let's go over this ending. This ending was, I mean, it, it was one of the most suspenseful endings I've seen in a while. Both of the ladies get up there. Um, Ninja has to win. Ninja wins it. But she doesn't know, but she she has an extra peg and doesn't know where the hole is. <laughs> Laurel, being the beast that she is, <laughs> just stuffs it up top by camera, rings the bell, comes down. She's doing the DX <laughs> suck it uh, taunt. You know, she's screaming how she's the best. She's burying everybody. Chest, chest poked out. TJ rings the bell. Everybody thinks it's over. Ninja sticks with it. She stays with the ball. She's what happens when somebody fumbles, the ref blows the whistle, but you're still running with the ball to the touchdown. She ends up realizing that they both missed the hole. They end up finding both the holes. Ninja gets there first. And when climbing up the pegs that's already there, Ninja smokes Laurel. Laurel had no fucking chance. She got smoked like a pack of Newports. <laughs> and it was just, I mean, I mean, th- th- I mean, don't get me wrong, controversial. Yes, the whistle was blown. It was very, very confusing. I'm sure TJ and the challenge gods had to think of a lot of things on the spot. Did fair or foul? How did you guys feel about the ending? Did you guys feel like we got the correct ending? Or do you feel like the ball was dropped by production too much? Maybe there should have been a reset. There's a lot of different ways it could go. Becky, how do you feel about the finish? I mean, it was like, who was the the guy who misread the thing? It was like a Steve Harvey moment where he misread the name and was on the card. (laughs) <laughs> it honestly like the look on tj's face was like oh fuck oh hell i shouldn't have rang that bell but i think that even if they had reset it and both of them had their pegs in there so say they let her get down and put her peg in the same way ninja did you saw how fast ninja climbed there ain't no way laura was going to catch up to her miss oh i beat her to the top no ninja was slow and steady slow and steady wins the race all right, so 
the ending it, my notes just read oh my god i was so hyped to watch this I'm for real. <laughs> yes i was so hyped to watch this ending now production might have dropped the ball a little um my opinion and i tweeted this out tj is the one that dropped the ball tj while he's not always there with everything he should know exactly what needs to be done for the challenge to be won so he should know that the very top of the whole stump isn't a peg it's not a hole. He should know that. So when he goes above the horn, he should automatically be able to point to that. And there you go. The ending wasn't faulty. It ended how it was supposed to. Ninja was supposed to win this because Laurel wasn't paying attention. Not only that, Ninja walked all the way over to Laurel's, pointed at it, and then went back to hers and climbed. And all of Team USA told Laurel not to climb. So that's on them. At least you notice something. Both of them were missing that same exact peg. I mean, I don't know if you guys did, but I did. Um, bananas went on live like about half hour before we started recording maybe an hour and he basically saying the only the same peg they both missed had it was the only one that had a gopro mount on and we saw it on 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 the tv we saw a gopro literally right below it so because you know when we don't see what exactly goes on he basically said they both thought that it wasn't a hole and it was just for the gopro because that's what it was there for and that was the only peg that had a gopro on it so if i'm looking at it i'm thinking that's not really a peg either and in football, when a ref blows a whistle, play stops. No one moves, that's it. I mean, you can move, but whatever happens after you blow the whistle, nothing matters. So regardless of TJ blowing the horn or not, whatever happened after that should have stopped. They should have checked Laurel's pegs. If not, that's when they continue. If they both, if they both fall down, then you know what? You take all their pegs off, have them restart, or do what they did in the past. When there's like a faulty elimination, like what happened with Johnny, Tony, Natalie, and Polly, the next day, do another elimination. Make another one. It's your fault by having a faulty elimination. Make up for it. It happened in the past. Do it again. I disagree. I disagree. Um, back on Rivals 2, Leroy and Trey got disqualified because they tried cheating um, against Leroy and Ty. And they rang the bell. The horn went off. And they still had to review it. And what should have happened here is instead of saying Ninja won, they should have said, Laurel, you're disqualified for not properly doing the challenge. Ninja wins by a technicality. But... They should not have got to restart. Laurel tried cheating. She tried putting it somewhere that it wasn't. The bananas can say that was the only GoPro, but we saw a GoPro from the very top of it that showed the guys climbing, the girls climbing, and the bell right there. There was well, the, the top's not a peg. I'm just saying, though, but I'm just saying there was a GoPro at the top. Like, there was, there was other GoPros. I'm talking about the Pacific peg, though. I definitely see both sides, but I got to side with Tyler on this one. Because, mainly because th there's, there's a whole lot of options that could have happened if they both just missed it. But the fact that in the end, Lo tried to cheat it out. She came down, tried to get loud, tried to declare herself the victor. And, and because her, of her attempt to cheat, I think, that, I think that is deserving of a disqualification. Both of them miss it, that's what Let me just tell you. But the thing is, is it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, Ninja didn't try to make a hole. Laurel did. So Ninja was looking where that peg belonged, which is why she didn't win. It's because she didn't make up a hole. At the end of the day, if you're going to cheat, sorry, at the end of the day, if you're going to cheat, don't get caught. That's on her for not getting caught. She cheated. You see how she slammed that peg in there? She made a hole. There was no hole up there. That's when you know. Stop trying to make excuses for it. It's a cheating. If they both can't find it, that's when you know it's on you. If Ninja found it right away and Laurel could find it, then yeah, Laurel's trying to take the easy way out. But because they both can't find it, that's when you know, all right, maybe we fucked up. 
Ninja and found it. Ninja was the one that's like, oh my god, there the it is. And then she's like, and then she and then she went over to Laurel's and said, look, here's yours. I didn't hit mine either. And when she saw that technically there was an empty peg, that's when she's like, fuck it. I'm going back up that thing yeah, and I'm hitting that bell. when she originally lost, she's walking so, around her whole tree and she notices an empty hole. She didn't notice it right away. But she's smart enough to look for it. That's about intelligence, dear. Let's move on. So, this episode was definitely crazy. We had, we had an insane finish. We had an insane daily. We had a lot of drama. They really, really packed a lot of stuff into the 90 minutes. But not everybody wins this episode. It's time to break down. I would love what challenges. Episode MVP. One male, one female. Who won this episode? Banana, since you love to talk so fucking much, why don't you start right, it off? make it short and sweet. Would you laughing at Becky? You next. I know. Right, so my MVP goes to absolutely no one. This episode was a shit show, and no one really deserves it. No one really stood out. Okay, thank you, Becky. You're welcome. Oh my god, he's it just a hater. A he's just mad. It was a shit show. You're mad. Okay, I gotta give it to Queen Cam for the ladies for really stepping up and you know confronting Laurel and not being scared. Uh, for the males, there weren't a lot of males that stood out to me. I kind of got to give it to Bear for, you know, using his politicking ways to really kind of get what he wanted and to get further in this game. He's using it well. I guess Ashley taught him the ways. <laughs> All right. Tyler, who won this episode? One male, one female. Uh, for my first MVP uh, for the males, I'm going to agree. It's, it's Bear. Um, you guys will see later on why it's bare, but um, I'm just going to agree with everything Becky said there. Uh, you know, he was all over the place here. He got his way with Laurel, got his way with Georgia. You know, he he was good in the daily challenge. He was all over the place in a good way. And for the girls, uh, it has to go to Ninja for me. Um, she was involved in a lot of drama and everything. She seemed to be emotionally broken down when they voted her in and she overcame a situation and, you know, lives to see another day. And she does something that only one other person has ever done. And that's take out Laurel. For my episode MVP, I'm going to give this one to Bananas. He took a little bit of a hit by seeing Laurel go home, but he kind of came out smelling like roses. He, uh, he deflected a lot of the responsibility off of himself, put some of it on Ashley, put some of it on Laurel, kept reminding Team US that they're not a team. Um, I do think this does well for him in this episode. I do think it's going to fuck him up for the long run. Throwing I mean, nothing is going to get your ass tossed out faster than throwing fucking challenges on a team, on a team season of the challenge. That's only going to give you fucked up. And for the ladies, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Georgia. She, she made, um, you know, some extra terrible life decisions by continuously giving Bear <laughs> some vagina, but at least you didn't fuck Josh. And that's always every, every time you don't, every time you don't fuck Josh on TV, that that's a win in my book. I mean, Amanda didn't do it, Georgia didn't do it so far. So good for her. She is winning in life. I mean, that's how you get into heaven. You poor Josh. Now it's time to break down the Love War Challenges Power Ranker provided by Tyler Louder. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. At Daily Jordan, why don't you give us your top 10 for episode four of the challenge War of the Worlds 2? Who do you got? All right, well, let's start at number 10. Uh, we got Polly, then Car is at nine, number eight is CT, seven is Cam, six is Theo, 
Number five in the top ten, uh, top five here, we got Kyle. Number four is Ninja. Number three is Georgia. And number two is Bananas. And then number one is Bear himself. Okay, I'll go first. One, why the fuck is Theo at number six? I mean, he wasn't even in this episode. He wasn't even in this episode. <laughs> he just, he, you know what happened? What happened was we just got done with the episode. We were trying to hurry up and, 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 and start the hit list as soon as possible. He's like, holy shit, I don't got nobody for number six. Uh, fuck it. Theo. Um, and number one, Bear. Bear also didn't do shit. Uh, he was kind of aligned with Laurel. He lost that because he decided to. <laughs> but that's cool. <laughs> but that's not really helping him out in power any. I mean, so your number one and your number six is completely ridiculous. CT got bullied. CT at number eight got bullied into voting for D by Kara. Kara said, uh, CT, vote my way before I smack the shit out of you and put that on Boston or some shit. <laughs> I don't even know. So those are the only major problems I have. And, and, and you also have Paulie at number 10. I, I like Paulie, so Paulie could be in that number six spot because at the end of this episode, Paulie and Carver decide that they are going to go dolo. They're not fucking with nobody. They're going to have to do it themselves. And I think that that is going to be where this game takes a fucking change. Once those two decide to stop relying on other people, stop playing other people's game, do what's going to be best for them, they're going to fuck a lot of shit up. Because the only way to get them out is you're going to have to go into elimination and take them out. You put them in elimination, whoever you send in them, whoever you send in versus them is going to get fucked up off top. So I can't wait to see that. So you might as well move him up to number six. And I'm done with my shit. Who the fuck wants next? I find it funny how <laughs> D and Idris, who are both in the tribunal, were in the top Very, time. very astute observation there. At number 13 and number 19, respectfully. Thank you. Totally gloss over that fact. <laughs> hey, Malik, ask up your game, man. You gotta notice these things. You had a whole hit list thing. You didn't notice this? Come on, man. What's wrong with you? He just wanted See, to make sure you noticed. That's why I'm noticed. coming on next week. That's why, that's why you guys need me next week, to make sure oh, I'm not my game. I noticed it. Touche. <laughs> oh, well, you fucking made it, jerk off. That's why. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Becky. I mean... Where did Tyler fuck up at? I actually... The only one I really don't want in the top five, and I think it's more for personal reasons Bananas. than anything else, is Kyle. Oh, because wow. all he did was rat people out that didn't really, he didn't really say anything other than what people wanted to hear. One. Two, look like a psycho in that rolly ball. I, I, his face was epic, and I was like, you're a fucking idiot. But, I mean, he really shouldn't be anywhere near that top five. But... It is what it is. I understand why Bear is number one. Like I said earlier, he is politicking his way to victory. And let's see how it works out for him. But other than Kyle being in there, I kind of... This list is, is pretty okay, in my opinion. All right. Um, all right, let's start, with, uh, let's start with you, Malik. Let's start with your, uh, your irrational problems with my power ranking. <laughs> irrational problems. <laughs> Um, Bear was all over this episode from top to bottom. Uh, like him or hate him, you know, he hooked up with two different girls back to back. He made his decision on hooking up with Georgia instead of, you know, sleeping with Laurel, which means he chose to continue an alliance with Georgia. Um, on top of that, he gives great commentary. He did really well in the daily challenge. And like I tell everybody else is that, is that this, um, these power rankings carry over from week to week. So he was number two last week. The number one leaves. Nobody really did any better than him. So he moves up one. Uh, Theo, Theo actually was the fastest person up the, up the hill in the daily challenge. 
Um, and it wasn't even like close. Like he was way ahead of the rest of his teammates. Um, and then so he kind of just moves up because that's nobody else really overtook him. All right, now now let's uh, let's talk about the issue with D and Idris. These carry over from last week. So I mean, Idris moved up six spots. D moved up seven spots. Just because they got voted into a tribunal doesn't mean they actually did much on the show. It's just my feeling. <laughs> okay, okay. You, you're taking away some of the power from the tribunal because of the complete shit show that it is uh, uh, for people being voted in. It's, it's so fucking stupid. It is so stupid. They should have these timed. They should have the top three people who win be the people who's in the tribunal. This whole just vote yourself in and pick two motherfuckers. It is... It is one of the biggest and dumbest oversights that they have had. Unless they wanted chaos. If they wanted complete chaos, then great fucking, great choice. This is how you get chaos. I don't like it. I mean, it's, it makes good TV, but I mean, at the end of the day, this... It, it doesn't season, make good TV. No, I mean, watching, the chaos Watching does. 26 people bicker and bitch at each other about who's going to be the leader I mean, it, it is, is just drama. silly. If I wanted to see people cry like that, I'd go no. to kindergarten and watch them cry. No. Let, hey, let, hey let but me it tell gave you us TJ. It gave us TJ to tell oh, everybody yeah. to shut the fuck up. That was a great moment. This is what they should do. If people are competing about who wants to be the tribunal, do it like American Gladiators. Give them the two fucking sticks, put them on two fucking platforms and have them fight it out. Or just, you know what? I'd say fuck it. Just let, them have, just let them have a bare knuckle fist fight. I don't care if it's man versus woman. I don't care if they're on the same team. Just let them fight it the fuck out. You know, the loser dies and oh the winner God. goes into the tribunal. I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with anything besides 26 people bitching about, no, I want to be the boss. It's weird, but this this season should have done exactly what like champs versus stars do. And like you nominate the tribunal before the challenge. And if you lose, you go into elimination. If you win, you're safe. Like, and you get to make all the decisions. That's what they should have done, but challenge gods don't listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> they don't listen to fucking anybody. They don't give a fuck what we think. Just Leroy. He's the only one. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> no commentary on mine, Tyler? <laughs> I, I was going to get to that uh, with Kyle. Uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe I have the sense of humor. Kyle provides the best commentary on interviews. He... Also, as Malik said at the beginning of this um, podcast and everything, he was the start of the entire show's drama. Like, without him telling Laurel what's going on, we don't get any of this. He started it all, you know? So, even though he wasn't always in the screen time, everything was done through him. But he, so that's he was why just he telling up. her what she wanted to hear. It's not like she wasn't already going to go after these people. Well, see, the problem I have is, as you know, you make this list and then you defend it with things like fucking facts and logic <laughs> and it doesn't really have a, any place here on this fucking podcast but it's already getting getting pretty late it's about 1 35 a.m here on the east coast and uh it's definitely time to shut it down um before i go let me just say uh for everybody out there uh stands fans casuals locals whoever the fuck you are uh try to remember that we all love the challenge we're all passionate about the challenge um you know, it doesn't matter who you like or who you dislike. We all like the same thing. We're all very passionate about the show. Um, I am not perfect, but why don't we all just try to be a little bit more nicer to each other out there? We all have something in common. Take care of yourselves and each other. Also, make sure you don't forget to suck my whole dick. <laughs> we never close this out. I was waiting. I was like, he's going to tell him to suck his whole dick. I knew it. <laughs> not going to fuck this up. Before you suck my whole dick, make sure you visit shop.lovewarchallenges.com. 
pick up all of your hit lists, love wood challenges, and general challenge gear. Bananas, close us out. All right, another great episode of Podstars. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Also, check out our website, lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio to give us those five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a great day, Podstars. Peace. What's it doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio. I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system. In the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealers. See dealer for details. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Get a $22 Shell gift card with a Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic Purchase. Ends 31421. Terms apply. Details at Pennzoil.com slash oil change offer.